My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most, because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that our government is shady, but every time I do, my family thinks I'm crazy. Like, oh, here we go, Mark. Off again with you. Mark being Mark again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing about podcasts is when you're on the air, and it's like therapy, you know? If I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. You know, just tell your whole podcast. Yeah. So who are we talking about today, Matt? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Mark Palmer, and on today's episode, we had Tino Sanchez, a friend of mine. He's a comedian and musician. We talked about a bunch of really interesting things, the scamdemic, his relationship with cannabis. Tino's someone I met in person. We drove around in New Jersey. He's sitting in the back of my car with uh, Sam Tripoli. That was fun. So back then, I invited him on the show, and all this time later, we finally made it happen. So enjoy this uh, episode of My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. Come on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash MFTIC. It's possible that like the brainwashed sheep are going to end up in a separate timeline, a different reality, and, and those of us who have awakened be going to a... a Dude, they're, they're already... They're already in a different timeline. They're living in fucking La La Land. Gavin McGinnis says this a lot. There's just going to be a divorce. I don't know. I mean, it's possible there could be a civil war. But, I mean, who's that guy that Biden just put in charge of the ATF? The guy who is the guy that fucking killed innocent children in Waco, Texas. Fucking La La Land. So this is one year ago today. Health experts support anti-police protests. As public health advocates, we do not condemn these gatherings as risky for COVID-19 transmission. This should not be confused with a permissive stance on all gatherings, particularly protests against stay-home orders. These are the fucking experts, bro. And then right underneath it is George Orwell that says, Doublethink means the power of holding two contradictory beliefs in one's mind simultaneously and accepting both of them. So the experts, so the experts two weeks before BLM, stay in, stay in, don't kill grandma, don't be selfish, fucking la la lad. I'm like, God, I can't believe all those years I was with a band, I had bands, and I never smoked weed. Because now, you know, 100% beneficial.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I'm your host, Mark Palmer. With me today is someone I've actually met in person. He's a really hilarious dude. I saw him live in New Jersey at the dojo, the comedy club that Sam co-owns and Mike Romanelli as well. Tino, how are you today? Hey, man. How's it going? It's going well, man. It's going well. I'm happy to have you back for a a longer conversation here. I know. Yeah, this is a good thing because I just got over the the COVID. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and I've been, so I, I knocked it out in about three days. So last week, Saturday, so a week ago, wait a minute, we're on Wednesday. Okay, so not the last Saturday, but Saturday before that last, I started feeling weird. My head started feeling a little weird. And then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I was pretty much off my feet. And it was just felt like a light flu. You know, because I haven't had the flu since I was fucking 20. So well, as far as I can remember, I think I've only had the flu once. And this was like a light flu. I was uh, At one point, I was a little hot, like maybe feverish. But I was pretty much off my feet for three days. And then Wednesday, I was good. Okay, now I could you know, run errands and do stuff again. So it's about three days it took. And day, day number three, like for me, I don't get sick that often. And when I do, I'm like, all right, three days is plenty. I'm like, time to get back up and at them. And so then I was still sleeping a lot from those three days. I would like just take naps in the middle of the day. Mm. And then just right before you texted me, I was like falling asleep at my desk. And I was like, ah, shit, I can't go to sleep. Cause then it's just becoming a habit of, sleeping every day around the same time so so uh so i was like i need to get up i need to go do something and then you text and i was like oh perfect good nice. so i'm gonna be make myself because <laughs> yeah, i got into the habit of taking naps to beat this stupid thing yeah, so that's, yeah that's that's the uh theme of this show that kind of just developed is the synchronicity there's another moment right there yeah man that's how it works but I'm happy to hear you're feeling better. I myself can remember a time in my early 20s when I had a flu, and I always related it to the, the girlfriend I was seeing at the time, like staying at her house and being around all these new people, like my immune system probably took a hit. That was what mm. I, I uh, surmised in that moment. But like with this most recent flu, as you called it, a light flu, did you notice yeah. any of the symptoms that some people were kind of equating to possibly 5G, like the radiation sickness? Type? Well, I don't know. What are, wait, what are the radiation? What are the radiation symptoms? So typically, people who have a radiation poisoning will experience loss of smell or taste. Mm, um, yes, yes, one hundred percent. Right, and and that's you know. Obviously, that's kind of a general symptom, so it's not a cut and dry like, oh, yep, that means this. Uh I noticed through, you know, the past year, just from, you know, common here and there conversations that, yeah, that was one of the major symptoms that people were like, yep, I got COVID. I know I did because I lost my taste and I lost my smell. And me personally, I smoke so much weed that like, I don't know if my taste and smell is just being kind of uh, like dulled a little bit from that. Uh Uh You know, certain smells. No, no, dude. No, dude. No, dude. No, weed is a performance enhancing drug. I'm going to send you this article I I saved in my notes. Please do. The argument that, yeah, it is 100%. 
I started smoking weed for jujitsu because I was a pretty much straight edge my whole life. And I, I kick myself every day for not smoking weed when I was in bands. Cause when I, I have a music <laughs> background, yeah, I'm like, God, I can't believe all those years I was with a band. I had bands and I never smoked weed. Cause now, you know, 100% beneficial for writing. And by the way, I was going to say for the COVID thing, 100%. I would. Okay. So I, I was like, I was going to get sick. If any time I'm going to get sick, it was going to be when I was on the road with Sam. Because our very first, uh, and that's where I met you in the, at the dojo, my very first uh, plane ride with Sam, we took the red eye from L.A. to New Jersey. And I was like, oh, because I don't, I don't like the red eyes ever. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll just sleep. No, we were on one of those international planes where there was four rows in the middle and like three on the outside. I get the middle, their coach. I'm already thin. I don't even know how, how come the fat people aren't, aren't boycotting the airlines yet for these, for these chairs. Because those, <laughs> if, if anybody's fat shaming anybody, it's the international flight. Because ain't nobody bigger than 200 pounds sitting comfortably in any of those seats. Oh, so, um, tell me about I it. Was I'm worried. Six, eight. I can't, I can't, I'm skinny and yeah. I can't fit in like oh, a roller coaster, you know, I, all of yeah, that. Dude. Yeah. Your knees would be up to your ears. <laughs> so I was worried. I was worried that shit cause we're in those tubes and we got all these idiots wearing fucking face diapers. And I was like, <laughs> that's where I was worried about getting sick. I don't get sick that much. I, I, I was having issues with sleep for the past three years because I had three very, uh, old dogs that uh, one by one I had to start carrying for three years straight, three different dogs I was carrying and I was screwing up my sleep because they couldn't get up and they were having accidents in the house. So when I moved back to Vegas, I was like, I got to get my sleep straight. So I was pretty good. I was like, okay, I didn't get sick when we went on the road. I'm good. And then all of a sudden it fucking hits me. And I'm like, where the hell did this come from? It's probably a show I had done somewhere or some, one of these fucking sheep shed on me. And that's probably, what happened? I got shed on by these fucking yeah. shedders now. So then I, I was doing edibles every night. I do them. It's so crazy. I, I, I'm such a stoner. I forget to smoke or I forget to take edibles. <laughs> but for this, the COVID that I had Sunday night, my head started hurting. And I figured out a long time ago that weed for headaches and for vertigo, I had a, I had a very short stand of vertigo. And that was, uh, I think related to jujitsu, but and I noticed that for any kind of head thing, for any kind of body, any kind of pain, weed was amazing. So starting from that Sunday, I went and bought a bunch of edibles and I was taking like, I'm still a lightweight, like 20 grams and I'm, I'm like in the sunken place. So <laughs> 20 grams and I'm just out and I sleep like a, I slept like a fucking rock and I was monitoring my sleep with those whoop. Uh, with that whoop thing. Have you heard of whoop where they, it monitors your heart rate and all that. But yeah, man, I attribute the, me quickly getting over it to the weed. I mean, I slept great. I, I, I mean, cause like if I was sleeping without it, with the COVID, my head, my, I can imagine my head would be aching. I probably wouldn't be able to sleep. My body was aching, man. I went out and, and the weed 100%.
doing an infomercial for weed, I guess. No, but, uh, you're in the right place to do that. I mean, I am a huge yeah. advocate for cannabis. I, I think that that's why I've been so healthy. I mean, I smoke weed every day. I've made that choice yeah. since I was 16. It's been probably almost a decade now that I've been perpetually stoned, but I've also been perpetually healthy. And yeah. I, I yeah. definitely credit cannabis with A, my awakening, this introspective intuition that blossomed from when I really oh yeah, one hundred percent, man. Yeah, but what you I feel sorry on... for people. Go ahead, sorry. No, it's okay. Go for it. I feel sorry for people like Sam, who's like, who's like sober, and like these people that like they they won't do psychedelics, they won't do weed because AA has got them thinking that uh, that plants are going to make them relapse and shit. And I've been telling Sam all the time, like, cause he was, we've been talking about ayahuasca. I've done ayahuasca like 12 times. And, and like, the, you know, the studies and ayahuasca and the ibogaine and all that stuff for, especially iboga is ibogaine or iboga, depending on who you talk to or how it's right. administered. But I'm like, I'm trying to tell someone like, no, dude, if you do any of this, it's only going to help you, you know? Yeah. I, I know people that have done the uh, uh, boga uh, and they've gone down to Mexico and like, that's kind of like a 95% like what's the word? Not, I guess cure or where they, where people just don't even cure drugs. Any, I mean, cure want drugs anymore. They don't even, after they do that, those, that, that stuff. Yeah, and right, I feel sorry gosh. for people like, yeah, I feel sorry for people like Sam who, who's like, I was like, bro, weed is the best. You got you, But the people that are, that are sober, you can't tell them, man. They, they just, you know, it, you know, I tell them it's like saying, don't eat a Don't eat a salad, man. It's like, it's good for you. Yeah. And by the way, side, side note, I have a dog that the reason I really got into cannabis, I have a dog. I had a dog. She, um, was diagnosed with lymphoma in 2015, March 14, 2015. The vet told me she had eight weeks to live. We put her on the cannabis oil. She went five more years. And we lost her about two weeks before her 17th birthday. Wow. So, and then she, I just had to put her down because she, she couldn't walk anymore. She lost her hearing and her sight was going and then just the quality of life. But, but yeah. five years after my vet told me she'd be gone in eight weeks. So yeah, 100% cannabis, cannabis all the way. Yeah. And, and what you brought up previously, I uh, just now with the, training brazilian jiu-jitsu and using cannabis uh -huh. as a performance enhancer dude oh yeah 100 percent my experience when i was in high school probably like freshman uh and sophomore year i was obsessed with the ufc i was on the wrestling uh -huh. team and i was just like oh, you nice. described i was straight edge and and i found out like one or two of the wrestlers were like smoking weed and i'm like you guys got to cut that out you know i was that type of guy uh, for, yeah for yeah, one year yeah. you know and then something yeah. just clicked. indoctrinated yeah something clicked man and i just warmed up to it and then like within a week of trying it i was in head first and and then i was that dude yeah. who was like smoking by himself you know which was weird yeah. for yeah. high school everybody kind of did it socially but i noticed like wow okay this is helping me with my martial arts this is helping me with the things i'm interested in studying you know and it's adding oh yeah new dimensions to a world that i was really kind of developing a cynical outlook towards and i think cannabis mm -hmm. brought back the spirituality but where it also kind of fits into martial arts spirituality and then of course cannabis is when bruce lee comes into the fray because i was always such a 
a fan and, you know, a student of Bruce Lee's teachings. And when I found out that he was eating cannabis back in like the 60s and using that as a training, you know, supplement. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that about Bruce Lee. That's awesome. Yeah. And I found that out. And obviously, you know, Eddie Bravo, the twister, you know, Mm. he he invented all these sick jujitsu moves. So I found out Eddie was smoking pot. I found out Bruce Lee was using pot. And I'm like, wow, okay. And it brought this whole new perspective. And yeah, I, I really credit cannabis for putting me where I am today. And, you know, at the behest of, you know, my family who they're like, wow, he mm-hmm. smokes so much pot. That's going to ruin his life mm-hmm. or whatever bullshit they think, you know, because we're East Coast. And it's just maybe if I was in California, it'd be more acceptable. But like, yeah, right. I, I'm I'm definitely. Oh, they're indoctrinated. They're in, they're brainwashed everywhere. But my mom, straight edge Christians to go to church every Sunday I got her, I had to change her because she wouldn't have done it if she hadn't seen that it saved my dog. And she, she got lupus and we put her on the, the oil, uh, which was like a tincture and a fico, which was the full extract. It's a right. dark oil. I'm sure you've seen it. And we put her on that. And the doctor was like, Oh, I guess we misdiagnosed you because any autoimmune diseases, 100% anybody listening for your dogs is for humans, especially lupus, Hashimoto's. I mean, any auto or just for inflammation, right. but yeah, she's a believer. I mean, and then we're talking about my mom who, you know, one of those people that just focused, she instilled it in me. Yeah. You're a loser. If you smoke weed, all that's the devil, the devil's lettuce, you know, <laughs> all that shit growing up. And now she's on the CBD. She's on the tinctures. She's she's taken regularly. Her dogs are on it as well because she's got a dog that's got some arthritis. So, so, so yeah, changing minds, man. Changing minds. Yeah, and you, you, the point you make about you know this AA community, I completely agree with you. I think one of the past guests I've had on the show that really kind of elaborated that is like John Potash, who wrote this whole book and directed a film called Drugs as Weapons Against Us, and. It's yeah. just, yeah, they, they take these plant medicines and then they concentrate them down to the, like, composite parts and it ends up not even being the same thing. I mean, the, the opioid crisis, that's all poppy fields. That's all heroin just in pill mm-hmm. form. And what's mm-hmm. sad to see for me, and I, I'm really eager to get your opinion and your thoughts on this, is at least on the East Coast, it seems like the corporations have really jumped on this cannabis enterprise opportunity in, in Massachusetts. Like, it's fully recreational there, but, like, it's mm-hmm. nothing like the pot I would buy when I visited Colorado from those recreational dispensaries. So there's, like, a very clear difference between corporate bud and the grassroots shit that started in the West Coast in Colorado that kind of pushed this movement forward. So what are your thoughts on, on corporate uh, influence over cannabis? Oh, I mean, corporate influence on anything. They ruin everything. It's not about, yeah, everything they touch. I mean, there's, it's just, it's just corrupt to the bone. And the more I listen to Michael Malice, the more I think, shit, I might be an anarchist because the answer is not less government, no government. If you haven't read his book, I'm in the middle of it right now. Michael Malice, he's on the East coast. He's, he's, He's really good friends with uh, Dave Smith and yeah, the whole he has Legion a of Skanks and all those guys. Yes, digital, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Michael Malice is a genius, man. It, it really, like Michael Malice, Dave Smith for president. Hello, if you haven't been paying attention yeah. to what's going on with him and the Libertarian Party, he is like a true Ron Paul, Rothbardian, like less government, liberty, non-aggression principle. There's two people in politics, those who want to be left alone and those who don't leave them the fuck alone. I mean, you got you to gotta read. Anyway, so the more I listen to Michael, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, privatize everything. I mean, it's so it's it's so simple. It's like you you want you you don't want to send your kid kid to a public school. You want to send her to private school. You don't want the U.S. mail. You want UPS. You want FedEx. I mean, the government, everything they touch. And by the way, is now big corporations. They're one and the same thing. They're doing each other's bidding. They're the left and the right arm. Anything that they touch turns to shit. Anything and everything. Yeah, no, I agree. What that's I tell what, you? No, and that's that's the real highlight there to what you're saying that I'm picking up on is like power to the people. Corporations yeah. are not bad in and of themselves, but when you reach right. that big level, yes. it becomes a, a, a conglomeracy, you know, these mega corps that just have no concern for A, the environment, B, the people that they're exploiting, and C, Again, the environment they're exploiting. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, everything. Yeah, but I think I think what's cool about plant medicine is its ability by itself to wake people up. You know, like by itself, cannabis. Yeah, all you got to do is smoke it. You know, it's like Bob Marley said: smoke the weed, and it will reveal you to yourself. You know, like the more you smoke, the more you learn about yourself. And I think that you really can't separate that from reality obviously the gmo stuff franken bud like that might be a possibility but yeah man i i think cannabis is worth doing an infomercial for because it's just like it's the healing of the nations as one of my past guests described it chris bennett who studied the history and still does studies the history of cannabis and wrote a huge book on it but yeah man it's it's really crazy when you realize like wow People in the Bible were using cannabis to, like, anoint the sick and, like, oh, wait, just like what you said, cannabis has all these anti-inflammatory properties. It has all of these properties that are really great for the nervous system. And people were being cured of schizophrenia, which in those times they thought was demon possession. They were being cured with (laughs) an anointing oil, right, which most likely had cannabis in it. And, and, you know, that's what possibly gave some of these people healing powers was their knowledge of plant medicine. But that information has been obscured through history so that we don't remember that it was cannabis that played that role until – you know, a guy like Chris comes along, but yeah, man, it's really cool to vibe with you on that. I mean, as far as your, have you, know, you done ayahuasca? Oh, let's get into that. No, I have not. I, I've had oh wow some pretty excellent LSD and mushroom experiences. Never right. any DMT, unless you count mugwort, which is like this rare little freaking herb. Not that rare, but like uncommon. Kind of sounds like some Harry Potter shit, if you ask me. But if you smoke it... Yeah, mugwort. I've never even heard of that. Right? Yeah, mugwort. If you smoke it, no lie, Tino, it will give you a lucid dream. Like, smoke it before bed, and you'll have a lucid uh-huh. dream. But it's it's like a one in... At least in my case, it was a one and done type thing. Like, I went back to the uh, chase the dragon, and it was no more. So, but yeah. Mugwort. You know what gives you lucid dreams, too? Uh, Joe Rogan's on it. Alpha brain. 
Really? <laughs> 100%, man. He'll say, they'll say, don't take it for bad unless you want to have some crazy fucking dreams. And it's 100%. So, you know, it's, you know, the, what do they call them? Is it L-theanine uh, that does that? The nootropics? Yes. It's like, yes. it's like brain. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of different ones. Alex Jones has his own. There was a bunch of different ones. And before I started doing comedy, I, because I was a huge Rogan fan, I got it and I didn't really notice anything. But I was like, yeah, I'm not really doing anything where I'm like, you know, needing to recall stuff or really using a lot of brain power. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't really feel anything. And then when I started doing comedy, and then I would take it a few hours before I'd go do a set, and I to- totally, oh, so the point was, is, you take it too close to bed and you are going to have some THX Dolby surround sound <laughs> dreams. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So you could do that too, just easily with like those nootropics. Any one of them I think would do, but definitely alpha brain um, yeah. gives you some, some crazy lucid dreams. Yeah. Wow. You got any memorable ones that stand out? No, I just remember getting the vet, like kind of THX, kind of big theater, just that feeling of like, wow, I'm like in, what do you call the goggles? The, 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 yeah, like that kind of feeling. Really? uh, From the, the thing is, I don't ever remember my dreams. I hardly ever. And with that, when I was taking it, I was just trying it out to see what it was like to take it before bed. And I was like, oh yeah, that's some, that's some big, um, some big dreams. Yeah. But, uh, Get into so, so ayahuasca. You you've taken it recently, or or there was a time. No, in your life? actually, actually, it's been a few years. I was doing it pretty regularly. There was a so I'm, I'll tell you what I, I I'm very thankful that I didn't do was take the trip down to like you know South America because that's I, I mean from my experience I can't even imagine doing it for every day for a week. I don't even know how people do that. So you go down to these retreats and you can do a few days up to a week where you're drinking every day. And there was no way I could get away that long. So I was like, that's just out of the question. And then it was one of those things like what we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation where I was like, oh man, I need something to keep me awake today to get back into the rhythm, the routine of my life. And uh, then you called, but it was, and it was the same thing with, with ayahuasca. I just remember thinking, Oh man, I need to, I need to try this. And then the girl that I was buying weed from, or this person, it was a different person I was buying my weed from. I just happened to bring it up and he goes, Oh yeah, we have a group that meets out here. And it was like that, like, you know, it wasn't even like I went looking for it. It It's just like, yeah, we have a group that meets. And I I did uh, a couple of different shaman. And at first I was like, when people were throwing up, I was like, Oh, this is bullshit. This is some, they're just, they just got like food poisoning. And then after <laughs> I, after I experienced it, I was like, Oh no, 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 this is legit. Yeah. Your body, you are purging negative shit out of your body, out of your soul. The best way I can describe it when I describe it is like, you know, like cleaning the barnacles off the bottom of your ship or rebooting your computer. You are like getting in touch with, What's important, which is uh, something I've always had problems with is, you know, personal connections uh, with people. I'm kind of reclusive. I like my space. I don't like people 
coming in my space and I don't have a lot of friends and, and this, this kind of like reboots you and goes, Oh yeah, yeah, these are the important things, friends, family, you know, connection, that kind of stuff. And you, you're going there you drink that stuff and you are purging out bad shit. And it's 100%. And so when I did it the first night, I was like, Oh my God, there's no way I could do a week of this. And I, and I suppose I could because it gets easier as you drink, which, uh, you know, it's really, I don't know, man. If, if you have issues with throwing up, get ready. <laughs> you're going to puke. And it's like, so like I said, I did it, but I've done it like 10, like, at least 12 times from last count. And the last three or four times it was coming out of both ends. The first, you know, I'd say seven or eight times I had done it. I had just purged, just throwing up. And then the last three or four times it was coming out of both ends. I'm like, okay, is this going to happen every time now that's the <laughs> shit. And I have to throw up. Cause I got made it. But the thing is, is like, once you hit that sweet spot, so you're going to, you're going to take, you're going to drink this, thick black bile the only best way I can describe it It smells and tastes awful and then you're gonna then you're gonna purge and (laughs) there's nothing you can do and there's very rare cases of people who go in and don't purge I I know a couple people that I sat with that just you know everyone's throwing up their guts and they're just staring there looking at you and I'm like oh we got some fucking lizard people here so (laughs) I'm so, so you can feel it coming. You, you just go with it. You're getting rid of that negativity, and then you hit that sweet spot. Like the best way I can describe it is that scene from the movie Contact with Jodie Foster mm. when she's in that little ball, that little ball, and they got that chair bolted to the to the wall, and it's shaking and it's shaking and shaking because it's not supposed to be there. They weren't supposed. To, that wasn't part of the plan. Mm. It wasn't supposed to be a chair. So it's shaking, it's shaking, it's shaking. It's not right. It's not right. And then all of a sudden, it breaks loose, and then there's just total tranquility. That's how it is. It's like your, your body is shaking. You're, you're rattling. You're like, you're shaking and shaking and shaking. Like you're going to explode. And then all of a sudden, just peace, just calm, serenity, huge, bright patterns, you know, geometrical patterns and colors. And it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. So if you've done the DMT, you're getting kind of a fast forward, I don't know if you purge when you smoke the DMT. I don't think you do. So it's, so that's my next thing. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Where you just you just smoke the DMT vapes. I got a couple of people uh, that I need to hook up with to grab that. I've been meaning to do. But yeah, highly recommend the ayahuasca to reset that that hard drive, man. Yeah. And, and I haven't done it. I haven't done it for years. Like my friend, they had a what is that thing? It's called it's the frog combo. Oh, uh, where amphetamine. Yeah, where they where they where they pierce your well, there's like a combo thing where they do from the frog. I think they call it combo, and they poke your skin, and you get like four or five dots. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Hamilton Morris famously did that on Vice, I believe. Yeah. So my friends just met. It's funny because I was going to go the end of the month, and then I got sick, and it's a good thing I didn't pay ahead of time because I'd have been, (laughs) I probably would have been out. But that's what I wanted to try next. So. There's all these, the, the combo they call it, where you, they take like the, something from the frog and then they, they pierce your skin and you violently purge. And then yeah. it's supposed to be really good for, for resetting as well. But yeah, how, I, again, what I was saying before is I haven't done it in a few years. And they say you'll get the calling and I just haven't had it, you know? Mm. I haven't had the calling to do it again. So 
if you're like interested and you put it out there, it'll answer and you'll, and it'll reveal itself and you'll find uh, somewhere some people, but yeah. Now that right there, what you just said, I think a is the, you know, underlying theme and motivation for this show is to highlight the synchronicities, but also, I mean, do you think that it's, I mean, I would assume it's not just with ayahuasca, like, if you put your intention out there the way you just described, the universe will bring things onto your path yeah. if you're aware of it. Yeah. Has that been your experience with, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. with the type of work you do, you sometimes are probably feeling like you're flying by the seat of your pants. I have a very similar style of job now, thanks to Sam Tripoli. You know, you kind of feel like you're, you're when you're self-employed, like everything's kind of happening in the now and, and you have to be aware is that, you know, obviously you've been at this much longer than I have. What's, what's the, thoughts yeah, on yeah. You know what? You know, you're actually, you're absolutely right. I, but I think that when I was telling you that I don't have a problem with human connection and, and I don't have a lot of friends and stuff. And I think that I've, I've closed a lot of doors because I'm the way that I am because I'm reclusive and I don't like people (laughs) because I, I find myself, I, 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 yeah, yeah, and I need to be more open to that mm. because that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, like when I was looking for, when I was thinking about ayahuasca, when I was thinking about that, it revealed itself, and I I need to be really, I need to keep my antenna up and open for everything. You know, well, if, if you'll um, allow me. I, I to break that down a little deeper. Cause I think that what we're both experiencing right now is exactly what I intended. Right. So ayahuasca being mysterious, having this allure, having this preset kind of idea of what it is makes it sort of, I would say convenient for this type of manifestation. Whereas something like, the perfect career or the perfect relationship or the perfect property to live on. Like those are things that have so much mundanity and and banality that we already naturally associate so many things and emotions with those archetypes, so to speak. So like an ayahuasca experience being so new to most people, you put that intention out there. It's pretty pure. It's pretty direct what you're looking for. Right. Whereas when Mm -hmm. we, when Mm -hmm. we try to put our intentions out there to get, you know, the perfect career or more money or or the better car, whatever these kind of, and those are superficial examples. That's not what I think the law of attraction is meant to be, but do you see where I'm kind of hammering in at is like what, what we associate our emotions to brings more momentum to the thoughts we want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. And what I'm thinking is that I'm just too closed off. I'm just too, especially as I get older and I have less patience for the dumb shit and the sheep. I, I find myself just like turning into like, get off my lawn guy, you know, like just fuck off go with your stupidity and your woke wokeisms and and I, I yeah and it's just it's just hurting me i need to be more receptive and more open i'm turning into my dad 
basically. I'm turning it to my dad. Recognizing it is the first step. I mean, you know, much younger than you, I can't expect to sit here and, and, you know, tell you how to live your life, but I definitely agree with, or I kind of empathize with you because I do the same thing, you know, especially when I was younger uh, and before I really like kicked myself out of my shell because being so tall, it's kind of hard. Not, and you're, you're a pretty tall dude too. So I'm sure you experienced this where you kind of, you walk into a room and people kind of notice you. So for me, it was like, oh, all right, I got to get used to being social because everyone's going to fucking ask me my height every time I meet them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. What are you like? Six, five? What are you? Six, eight. Yeah. So. Oh, Jesus. But you, Holy <laughs> but for a large part of my life, that was a limiting belief. I always used to tell myself things like, oh, well, you're so much taller than everybody else, or you're so much taller than that chick. Like, you're never going to be able to talk to her at a party because the music's too loud, and what, are you going to bend over halfway like a fucking uh, you know, one of those sippy birds, you know, just to whisper in a chick's ear? So, like, I had all these, you know, but I had, like, all these limiting beliefs, and, that's great. you know, what, what it took was really just, like, maybe it was psychedelic that kind of kick started it but what it took and i'm realizing it now retrospectively what was asking myself different questions better questions more quality questions because those questions that i was asking myself like why don't these people like me or why don't things work out better those all those questions were just leading to more situations right because my mindset was one of lack when you recognize the abundance that you already have Mm -hmm. tino i mean dude not trying to like, you know, go too far here, but dude, you're a hilarious guy. I mean, honestly, it's surprising to hear you say this because you're a hilarious guy, man. I really, truly mean that when I say that. So I think, you know, being grateful for the qualities that you do have that will attract the right people into your life and the people that resonate with those things that you vibe with. Cause dude, I feel the same way. Like, you know, I just went through like a couple of months ago, a breakup and you know, it's like, Oh fuck. Now I got to go and find another chick who like is down with all this stuff. Like how hard is that going to be? And it wasn't at all, you know? And I just had to like get that limiting belief out of my way. But yeah, man, I really encourage you to, to try that out. And dude, anytime you want to talk about anything, manifestation, law of attraction or whatever is on your Mm -hmm. mind, bro, don't hesitate to, to reach out to me. Cause that's kind of like where I see, myself gaining improvement is when I'm turning my attention towards others sometimes and helping them, you know, see where they might be able to improve. And in that same moment, I'm working through things that I have to improve on myself, you know? So, yeah. Well, back to going back to weed. I mean, I like my girlfriend, she's, uh, She's always like, you need to smoke. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> Snick, it's like that Snickers commercial. It's like you're two different people until you eat something. And I just, I get so in my own way that I, I won't, I won't smoke. Like I got vape pens all over the place. I got pre rolls everywhere. And I've been doing comedy for, uh, I don't really count 2020, but that'd be seven years. And that's why I was saying I've kicked myself for not smoking weed when I had a band because even after I started smoking in 2010, when I started, I I knew like George Carlin would say, right, sober, punch up high. 
And I knew that. And I would never smoke except for when I'd go out because I like, I'd take like one hit before I go on stage. It makes me relax and she's right in the right zone. And then it wasn't until, like I said, seven years. And it wasn't until this last year that I moved back to Vegas. All that time, I wasn't smoking and then riding. I wasn't. And then just this last, I've been back since April, I would write and then I would go over my sets and then I would smoke and then I would write. And I, I, would, I smoked a lot before bed or a lot of edibles. And then I find myself in the middle of the night. That was another thing, keeping just, I think, waking up and writing down tons of ideas and tons of jokes. That's when I did most of my writing is when I was going to sleep because I was so high. And then, <laughs> so for this, since April, I've been smoking in the day before I write. And I'm like, you idiot. What have you been waiting? You haven't been doing this this whole time. And, and what we were talking about before about being receptive and being open to, you know, abundance and everything. That's, that's the weed. I mean, if, if I'm not smoking, like I have to, I have to turn off Facebook. I have to turn off social media. Cause I'm just, just getting fear infuriated and just pissed off all the time because I'm, we're in, we're in upside down world right now. Right. It's like up is down, down is up and wrong is right. And, and I mean, we are in fucking clown world. It, it, it blows my mind how backwards everything is, is happening right now. But most of it is online, but it's starting to affect policy. It's starting to affect, I mean, we know we saw what happened with the last election. I mean, yeah. you had to be a fucking blind person indoctrinated to not know the <laughs> fuckery that's been going on. From, forget the last election, just every local. And I mean, look, every state that's been, that's been turned blue and, and you know, I don't want to get into politics and everything. I, I consider myself anarcho-capitalist, um, leaning more towards anarchy. I'm definitely pro-capitalism, but I mean, they, these people, they're, they're trying to turn us into a socialist communist country. Right. And, and, and I'm just sit around being pissed off all day. And it's like, okay, I have to smoke more. Just to be, you know, more even, I have to be more patient and, you know, affect the people around me and on a local level, you know, that whole thing. It's like, because yeah. otherwise we're fucking doomed, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I could relate with you there, before I started working for Sam, uh, I had podcasted with him a couple times, but I was a delivery guy for Amazon, right? This is 2020, a couple oh. months into all the bullshit, the height of the bullshit. Yeah. And on top of that, yeah. they're making us wear masks when we're loading up our vans in fucking July. So I was just pissed. I'm like, dude, why wow. do I have to wear a mask? I'm outside. Fuck this. Like, I right. was against right. the grain to the core because I'm listening to Tinfoil Hat while I'm delivering packages. Like, yeah. not, you know, yeah. they're not they're not brainwashing me. So one day, dude, I just hit this breaking point because they go and they stick like a laser in my face as I'm lining up to go get my packages to load up the van for the day. And they're like, Oh, we got to take your temperature. And I'm like, fuck that. I got, I, you know, I walk into the, the factory and I never wore my mask. Like people were constantly giving me a hard time about that. But I, I had uh -huh. to, I had to put myself out there. Cause I'm like, dude, 
you're the fucking the most noticeable guy here. You have the loudest voice. Like you have to, <laughs> you have to make an impact. Even if these fucking brainwashed idiots who are just Jeff Bezos, you know, pencil pushers or package pushers, you know, maybe they're not gonna like get the message, but they're gonna be like thinking about things a little differently because you stirred shit up. And that's what I did. I stirred shit up, and I was like, "Fuck the masks. We're not wearing masks as of next week." You know, like I was starting some kind of movement that nobody got behind. Nice. You know. Oh wow. And, no, well, yeah, because nobody <laughs> yeah. want to lose their damn job. You know, yeah. they're all yeah. making yep. you know eighteen an hour because Jeff Bezos freaking got all these people sweet deal minimum wage employees delivering packages in these sick vans. You know, anybody t- would take that, especially in Connecticut where it's a lot of low income neighborhoods uh-huh. and stuff in those areas. But anyways, besides the socioeconomics of it all, I'm noticing now in hindsight how aggro that made me and i would smoke weed i would smoke weed like as soon as i left the factory like i had uh, a gas station i stopped at i'd roll up a blunt fill up my delivery van and then smoke on my way to my first stop and like as soon as that like moment shifted like the whole day was beautiful like i didn't give a fuck about covid i didn't wear a mask because like you know once you're out on the road you don't got anybody looking at you so it was a good job it just sucked that they like you know all a lot of other things added up but my silver lining to all of what i'm saying is over the past month weed (laughs) weed yes and over the past month they've relinquished the mask mandate where i live in connecticut so it's been really sick to walk around without a face mask and you know tell people like hey free your face because it's sickening how many people are still wearing them even though they're not mandated to so i just i just walk around and i I spread the vibes i smile at people and remind them what the fuck it looks like to be a human (laughs) you know yeah dude yeah dude i i i mean i was really disappointed in humanity right after the BLM bullshit where I mean and it's funny I just I was just looking at a memory today on Facebook and the it was it was the experts bro it was the the Fauci and these other idiot overlords that are in bed with China these experts quote unquote there were I mean this was a screenshot I had of a Facebook memory that were like because oh they 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 named they said that I'm trying to find it right here they they said that racism was a public health crisis that's what they said <laughs> hold on I, I I found it right here dude this is this upside down world okay so this is one year ago today health experts support anti police protests as public health advocates we do not content, condemn these gatherings as risky for COVID-19 transmission. This should not be confused with a permissive stance on all gatherings, particularly protests against stay-home orders. These are the fucking experts, bro. And then right underneath it, it's George Orwell. It says, doublethink means the power of holding two contradictory beliefs in one's mind simultaneously and accepting both of them. So the experts, so the experts two weeks before BLM stay in. Stay in, don't kill grandma, don't be selfish. And you got all these woke, as Sam puts it, blue check marks saying the same bullshit. And then you're 40,000 deep in downtown LA, elbow to elbow twerking, talking about Black Lives Matter. I mean, I mean, so ever since then, 
I've, I've just been like, I, 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 I'm so glad I don't have children that are, are going to go through this fucking indoctrination camps is from the time of pre-K. I mean, you saw what Nickelodeon just put out the last two days, last three days with all the trans propaganda they're pushing on little kids. Yeah. I mean, I was so disappointed in humanity when I was like, wait a minute, you don't have to be smart at all to see the contradiction here. You can't go outside. You can't go to work. You can't go to a bar. You can't go to a movie. You can't go to church. But then two weeks later, it's okay to go gather and be that close to each other. And nobody pushed back. If I was a business owner, there were some great businesses that pushed back. Max, Max Pub, you're, aren't they out in New Jersey? Oh, no, that's Staten Island. I think that's Staten Island. Do you know Max Pub? No. Uh, M-A-C-S. They are, um, wait a minute, you're in Jersey, right? No, I, I, I live in Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut, my bad. So there was a couple of, there was a couple from the very beginning that were just like, fuck you, we're not closing. So these guys, Max Pub, I believe they're in Jersey or Staten Island, I can't remember which one. They, from the very beginning, were getting shut down. The city was coming out. They were, they were chaining up their doors, so the guys took the doors off. Then they boarded up their doors. The guy ble- broke down the boards. He had kept his gym open. They had, he had a huge GoFundMe going. They beat it. There's a great video of him, Max Pub on Instagram of him. They were getting like $15,000 fine a day or something like that. And he won. And there's a great video of him tearing it up. And, um, like the the way people just bent over and took it. I, I from that, from, the, from Beverly Hills cop. Not only are you allowing the not, not only are they falling for the banana in the tailpipe, they're spitting on it first. Yeah, go ahead and <laughs> fucking put it right up my ass. I mean, the 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 disappointment. I couldn't believe how people just bent over for a year and a half, and just like you said, and you still see these fucking idiots out there with the masks on. Yeah, it's almost like uh, last night I did a show here in Vegas, and there was like maybe four people. I saw with the mask and you, I mean, you heard my set. I go even harder now. I got a, <laughs> nice. I got a song. I got a song where I do a parody of the Coldplay song yellow. I don't know if I did that. I think I when remember I was that in. one. I do. Yeah, yes, I, I did do that. it. So, so I, I, I re, I put a new chorus on it because the chorus wasn't working. And I was like referencing the girl from the tiger King Baskin. What's her name? Carol Baskin. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. referencing her and it kind of worked. But so I, I have people from the very beginning because the, the, the verse is it's not the SARS, the Spanish or the swine or the swine flu. It's the Wuhan crew. And they were all yellow. So it's exactly set to that song yellow. And it always kills. It always hits, <laughs> even though, you know, the Chinese are the brunt of the joke. But it's cool because I've had many Asian people and the Chinese people in the audience that have loved it. So I get them for the first three verses. The chorus is yellow. And I'm making reference to you know, the Chinese Kung Flu, Kung Flu, you know, yeah. to that virus. And then, so I got them, everyone's laughing. And then the second part now I have where I go, I, and I use the original lyric of the song. The, the original lyric is your, your skin. Oh yeah. Your skin and bones turning to something beautiful. So I change it to your skin. Oh yes, Your skin and bones is turning to something traceable. <laughs> and then in the second part, so I'm going hard after my dog gets safer shots than you clinical trials are for fools. So I already got them in and you should have seen their faces. Cause last night was the first time I did it with the new version. And it's like, I got them and they're like, Oh, wait a minute. 
he's making fun of us. <laughs> Cause yeah. a lot of these sheep got that fucking got that shot. And yeah, dude, I love it. As a matter of fact, I, I want to invite you on to my buddy Alex Stein's podcast. Cause he does these really fun man on the street videos in Dallas and recent his oh, Instagram cool. is called Conspiracy Castle, and he was going around at the gay pride parade asking people if they'd got the vaccine, and it was surprising how many people didn't, which was good to see. But also the people who in were, Dallas, yeah, the people who were like, "Oh yeah, I got it." Not only did they seem very excited to tell Alex that they got the vaccine, but they all mentioned which brand of vaccine they got, as if there's some kind of fucking coca-cola you know what i mean like it's just it's so disgusting to see like oh yeah i'm a pepsi person you know like oh i'm a coca-cola person oh i'm a pfizer person you know it's just like oh my god yeah doomed it was doomed and you know what i think really the high point that maybe we can wrap up on is like a book i've been reading lately and i want to get your thoughts on this is it's all about time and the technosphere and to sum it up real quick the technosphere is like this matrix that humanity's created you know through the industrial revolution and all these other structures we've created and and jose argales's uh you know theory is that hey we're not in harmony with the planet right now and the more out of harmony we continue to go the more things are going to become apocalyptic right so, yeah so, yeah you know, part of that, like what we just mentioned with the synchronicity, like, oh, dude, I was, I, I needed a reason to stay awake, and then you texted me. It's like that is the law of time, synchronicity. Like, where do you think, you know, and and maybe I'm getting a little sidetracked here, but do you think it's possible that like the brainwashed sheep are going to end up in a separate timeline, a different reality, and and those of us who have awakened, do you think we can make a change and and maybe go into a, a dude? They're they're already. They're already in a different timeline. They're living in fucking la-la land. And I think uh, Gavin McGinnis says this a lot. There's just going to be a divorce. There's a, I don't know. I mean, it's possible there could be a civil war. But, I mean, who, who's that guy that Biden just put in charge of the ATF? The guy who is the guy that fucking killed innocent children in Waco, Texas. Wow. I mean, and what what... What message is that sending out? Well, hey, we're gonna we'll burn you, we'll kill you, we'll send you that. What's that horrible gas that they sent in there that was that would make you con- contract so violently that you would break your own spine? Sarin, I mean, sarin gas is it? I, I don't remember what it was. Oh, there's a great documentary. I'm sure you saw the one uh, about Waco and how they they got they lied and said, oh yeah, that the the people inside shot first, and there's there's infrared video of that tank coming around the back and you see the first shot come from that tank. I mean, yeah. oh shit, what was your original question? <laughs> Sorry, no, I no, no, no. You didn't get sidetracked. That's no, that's exactly what I was. Oh, I was saying that the people are living in an they're living in yeah. La La Land right now. I mean, yeah. there's two, there's two realities right now. There's, there's, you know, I, I, it's cliche at this point, but it's the matrix. I mean, we got people that are living in the matrix and you can show them evidence on top of evidence and proof on top of proof. And they're just not going to see it. Look at this whole thing with Hunter Biden right now. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if there were any texts from Trump's kids using the N word like that? What was the name of that country star that lost everything? Because he said, he said something, my nigga to my friend, to his friend, and someone turned him in. I mean, 
we do, we are, we are an upside down world and we are the only people that have the, they live glasses on right now. We can see these <laughs> lizard fucking people. And, and we're not, you're not changing any of these people's minds. They're dug in. This is the worst cult. These people are worse than Scientologists, bro. Right. I mean, they are dug in. You just said it. They're shouting out the pharmaceutical names for the, for the experimental DNA changing drug that they're injecting into their own body. Like I mean, you don't get, you don't get any more stupid than that. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it, it reminds me of this quote, uh, or this, uh, percentage that I heard recently of like 20% of us are where you and I are standing, you know, awake, aware, trying to wake others up. 30% of us are those brainwashed fucks who will never move. But where the hope lies is that 50% that's left over that's on the fence, you know? And I think as angry and as passionate and as uh, fired up as we get, sometimes that emotional charge leads those 50 percenters who are on the fence to go running in the other direction, right? So considering this is a solution-based podcast and what you do as a comedian, as a musician, you're blending that really smart message into your art form, which is waking people up. Like you said, those people are having a visceral reaction to what you're saying in Vegas. So, you know, what advice do you have uh, to leave with the listeners, you know, way to kind of cope with this fucking la la land that we're living in right now. Well, I would say don't believe the hype and your listeners are probably already way, way ahead of that. And they, they're not believing the hype, but uh, I don't know, man, turn off, turn off the TV. And well, yeah. I'm, I'm, pre I'm preaching to the choir. I mean, just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, we are the freedom fighters. We are the people that we're the Patriots. We are the people who believe in true liberty, in true freedom. And these people are trying to take that away. And we have to be vigilant. We have to, we have to, you're, at some point, we're going to have to come off of our comfort zone and get involved, man. Because, I mean, there's a great quote. I, don't, I can't remember who it was. It was like, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. We are in the weak man creating hard times right now. Yeah. Well, Tino, I got to ask you, man, why, if you don't already have a podcast? Because my guess is that you don't have your own podcast, but I might be wrong. Do you have your own podcast? That's crazy. Sam was bugging me. He doesn't even bug me anymore. He got tired of bugging me. He's like, dude, you got to start a podcast. You got to start a podcast. And I have a perfect name for it. But here's the thing. I don't want to get canceled. Uh, so the Lord was, Okay, there's two things. There's just so many podcasts. And I just felt like, what am I going to say that, that Sam's not already doing better, that Gavin McGinnis isn't already doing better, uh, that you're, not already, that you're not already doing better? That's that I mean, I, I got I to figure, yeah, figure something out, something that's going to you know make what? it stand out a little bit. And the other thing is, Oh, so I got a name for it. I wanted to call it Trigger Rich. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, it sounds like, dude, that's a great name. You got to do that. You got to do that show. So I don't know. Maybe he's like, dude. And then he's got that Rockfin connection. He's like, yeah. dude, you got to get on Rockfin. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to continue that discussion off the air because with the cooperative that I founded, I definitely can help you get that going. And I wouldn't worry about 
audio RSS feeds getting you canceled. I, I think YouTube maybe, video content, that might be a little more sensitive, but RSS mm-hmm. audio feed podcasting, that's like totally free speech. And I think it'd be cool, man, at least at the very least, for yourself to kind of have that outlet to vent because you you consume all this stuff and if you just let it bottle up you know it's going to explode on the people you love and and maybe make you turn inwards like you have in the past whereas you might find did you say the n-word did you say (laughs) n-word turn inward (laughs) come on now come on now (laughs) <laughs> that, that you got me there, but you know what I mean, man. And and I think there are yeah. plenty of people out there who would see the name Gavin McGinnis and be like, "Fuck that." See the name Sam Tripoli and be like, "Fuck that." And that's sad, you know, because people judge books by their covers. But they might see your name and be like, "Oh, Tino Sanchez sounds like a guy I can vibe with." Whereas they might not vibe with a guy like Gavin McGinnis. So never put yourself there, man. I think you're definitely somebody who brings value to any conversation you're a part of. So dude, even if it's like a 15 minute weekly, you know, rant, I think dude, yeah, make a podcast, you know, Sam is definitely right. So dude, this has been awesome. Please tell people where they can find you. Obviously Tino Bumaye, Bumaye, like Muhammad yeah. Ali on Instagram, anywhere else. Yeah. I'm really disappointed that people didn't get that. Cause I thought that was a huge documentary and, and it turns out that it's so different. There's two ways to spell it. It's B-O-M, which I don't want to be associated with anything that says bomb because I'm a fucking comedian. So yeah. I, I ended up with this, I ended up with this spelling. Cause I was, <clears throat> it's funny. I was having this conversation with a comedian I know in Austin and she was like, maybe your name is just hard to find. Cause I was like, I've been on road with Sam, been on his podcast a million times. I had a video just recently that, that dude got, got shared like 75,000 times. Damn. It was the video of it was the video of uh, Biden going get vaxxed or stay masked, and then I put a clause together of all these movies going go fuck yourself, and it started out with with what was the Will Ferrell movie where he was a anchorman? Yeah. It's, it's go fuck yourself. So it was a whole thing, and then at the <laughs> end it was and at the end it was Scarface going, why don't you try sticking your head up your ass, see if it fits. And then, dude, it got shared like last saw. Last I saw was like seventy thousand times. Yeah. I mean, it's probably even more. So I got all these followers on Facebook, and I'm like, no, 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 follow me on Instagram. I was like, <laughs> I, put a, I put a thing out. And then my so my this friend of mine, she was like, yeah, maybe it's because your name is it's not Tino Sanchez. So I was, I was thinking maybe I should come up with a better name. But yeah, it's T I N O B U M A Y A. So like bum A Y E Tino bum A Y E, which is Tino boom I A which I thought was clever from the When We Were Kings documentary of Muhammad Ali in the thriller in Manila because they were, they were Ali Bumaye, which means Ali, kill him. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Well, so, yeah, that's man. how you find me. Find me there on Instagram. That's the only one. Uh, Facebook, I just I just talk shit on there. and But mainly Instagram is the one I'm trying to get those numbers up. Cool. Well, Tino folks, Bumaye. You can go and look in the episode description for all those links as well. Yeah, man, I definitely recommend making a, a second backup Instagram account. That can't hurt. But, yeah, dude, this has been fun. I'm glad we finally got to sit down and, and connect like this. I'm looking forward to when you come back out to New Jersey because I'll definitely be there. And, yeah, man, have a great day, dude. This has been fun. I definitely keep me in the loop with any, you know, any podcast questions you have, anything that, you know, could possibly involve me helping you in any way, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. 
Well, we should do something. Yeah. Hey, dude. I, right I, on, man. Well, yeah. well, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Of course. Take it easy. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk soon, man. You too, bro. Thanks. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope the audio quality wasn't that bad there. Towards the end, it got a little rocky, but that's okay. Tino's a fucking badass. He's fighting the good fight, putting truth to power, putting it behind song and lyric and guitar melody. Not shoving it in people's faces, but in a really hysterical, consensual way that they paid for. Yeah, he's shoving it in their face. And I think if you're going to be that stupid and, and tout a pharmaceutical company that has none of your best interests in, in mind or heart, then, yeah, you might deserve to be kind of put on the spot for that. But anyways, this has been a fucking awesome conversation with Tino Sanchez. I got to go. It's been fun. It's been real. Thanks for listening to the show, folks. And support us on Patreon. There is an episode out daily. What? Yeah, that's right. Daily episodes. Can you believe it? I can't. I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. 15 minutes at least a day. And once a week, I do an hour on the Patreon. So please come over there and support us. Support Tino at Tino Bumaye on Instagram and Facebook. Tino Sanchez. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. Take it easy.